You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show where you could help solve a crime. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Detective Jones. <laughs> and I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! Alrighty then. <laughs> it's uh, always a surprise. Always, always. You never know when I'm going to press. I, yeah. All right, so we have some checkums. I'll start with mine, if you don't mind. Uh, this past week, I watched a just a terrible movie, <laughs> uh, a terrible, horrible movie called Zombie Cop, because I was feeling in the low budget, no budget even uh, horror movie mood. I found this randomly on YouTube. It was uh, oh, great, a great place for quality films, a great place for quality <laughs> films. Well, you know what? This originally came out. It was on VHS. It was released in 1991. And so not like decrepitly old. Oh, no, not decrepitly old, but it <laughs> was shot on VHS. So it has a very quaint look to it. We'll say it looks like garbage. <laughs> it looks like absolute garbage from a trash can. <laughs> But it's interesting because this uh, director, J.R. Bookwalter, he has, um, well, one, he did this under a pseudonym because a lot of his early movies he did under a pseudonym because he didn't want people to know that he was making these garbage films. But he's an Ohio guy. He actually filmed this up in Akron in about four or five different locations. And hey, 330, represent. That's right. Well, hey, uh, University of uh, Kent. Uh, was one of the locations that he filmed at least a tiny portion of something at. Apparently, nice. it was in, it was in the thank yous at the uh, at the end credits. But this is the uh, very confused story of a police officer who goes to make a drug bust, only to discover it is a murderous voodoo man who <laughs> curses him with unending life. For no apparent reason, as as a prank, I guess. It's, it's a it's a gag. It's a gag. <clears> it's yeah, a bit. kinda. Yeah, I mean they both like shoot each other because this uh, voodoo man has a gun. Because why not? Um, <laughs> not like voodoo magic or whatever. It's America. Yeah, <laughs> but he they they both die at the same time, and they both come back as zombies. The voodoo man, Doctor Death doesn't have uh gross zombiness to him and really zombie cop doesn't either he just has some really dark eyeliner for the one scene that you see him before they wrap him up with like mummy bandages he looks more like (laughs) mummy mummy cop yeah he looks more like mummy cop than uh than zombie cop but honestly that'd be a more clever i yeah i i agree i agree with you but um you know they this isn't it it was terrible it was shot at a budget of about $2,500 total um acting was poor it was clear that these were just a bunch of friends kind of filming stuff on weekends that sort of thing I will hand it to them they did shoot at locations they didn't go to the uh, nature reserve until the final act of the film because that's actually it that's a um, a hallmark of really low budget films just go film out in the woods somewhere because you don't need a permit for it they at least had there was a drug mart that they that they filmed in i'm pretty sure it belonged to the director's family they had a couple of apartments that i'm pretty sure belonged to the actors (laughs) they you know they spent a they tried they tried they failed miserably, but they tried. They had pretty decent uh, squibs for the time. Nice. That was pretty okay. Uh, special effects otherwise was p- 
pretty bad. All of the music was done, probably, I believe it was done by the director, and they were 30-second loops on a Casio keyboard <laughs> that they would just loop over and over for different scenes, but there were like three or four different Casio keyboard loops, so... They tried. There was one scene where the boom mic dropped really far into frame, <laughs> which is bad, but it means they thought ahead enough to use a boom mic, so you gotta <laughs> give when you take a little. It's... <laughs> I don't recommend anyone looking this up unless you just love schlock, awful, like, sub, sub, subpar. You know, the room looks... It's a terrible movie, but at least it looks like a film. This looks like someone borrowed their folks' handy cam for a weekend and shot something in their backyard. <laughs> but they tried it. There's a there's a charm. There's there a is charm a charm. There is a charm. Well, you know, um, you know, I never saw the film, but uh, Cody, didn't uh, you have a friend in college that made like some low, no budget horror yeah, movie or something? And- and we're in it. Yeah, don't yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna find it one day. I don't remember the name of it, but I'm gonna find <laughs> it one day. But yeah. I, I think it's out there still. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would imagine. I've never actually. I've never actually watched it. <laughs> but uh, I, re- I imagine it is probably of a similar quality. If that makes I've heard I have one of the more prominent and better done deaths. Hey, that's good at least. There you go. Uh, yeah, so that's something. <laughs> but uh but no, that's Zombie Cop. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I would say that this at least has more value than like a Birdemic, because Birdemic almost it's to the point where it almost feels like it was done bad as a joke. I mean, I know it wasn't, but the fact that they that, didn't... It's, it's just unwatchable. It's like, unwatchable. It's this is at least... Boring. <laughs> yeah, this is at least charming in its ineptitude. Plus, the uh, the voodoo man's uh, number one uh, henchman sounds like Screech from Saved by the Bell and <laughs> looks like that disgraced YouTuber Pro Jared. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but, I just uh, had to tell YouTube to stop showing me his videos the other day oh really oh wow he, I didn't pop, know he was still doing things up in my next recommended and I'm like they had a button that was like I don't like this and I, I clicked that because I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh man that guy that guy the less said, the better. Yes, Let's absolutely. talk about baseball. <laughs> let's talk about baseball. Yeah, let's talk about baseball. Sports. Yeah, what is baseball? Sports, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is it's more sports than most things we talk about on the show, with the exception of that one time that my dad called in and actually talked to us about sports, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, baseball, what is what is baseball? Like, legitimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baseball is simulated fantasy baseball, but weird. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. Sure. It's like a bizarre simulation of baseball where weird, magical things can happen during the games and everybody has goofy names and you can bet fake money on the games. Yes. Yeah. So... I would say a lot of the names are of the caliber of uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo era um, non-sponsored, uh, non-endorsed sports teams, like sports games. Like I like remember that one image that was flying around Twitter for a while. For I think it was from Fighting Baseball. I think was the name of the game. Fighting Baseball. Like yeah. Truck Davis and. Yes. Yeah. That that was a good one. Uh, I remember playing uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, all-star baseball on the Super Nintendo and Ken Griffey was the only they like they had the teams like the licensed teams but the players weren't right so they um, Ken Griffey was the only non made up character in the game <laughs> he actually he also had his own unique uh, sprite batting sprite but anyway baseball uh, yeah so this simulation it is really it's just the text it's just the text yeah. of, you know, ball, strike, ball, 
who's pitching, who's batting, that sort of thing. And each quack, game... And then you get something like Quack and Joyabla was incinerated. Yeah, then that's... Yeah, they've, they've introduced a lot <laughs> of uh, paranormal and magical effects to the game. Um, well, you, well, before the show, you were telling me about the weather that is going on this season. It's in season 11, by the way. Yeah, there's a season every week. Yeah, so every uh, there's a new game every hour... And by the end of the week, they go into the um, uh, turn like tournament mode and a World Series on Saturday, basically. And then Sunday is for rest, and then Monday it starts again. <laughs> Those players got a rest after they've played baseball in a black hole. Yeah, like a black hole or Sun Two. Which is it? Two suns or is it just bigger, better, batter? It's the sun. It's the second sun. The first one was, uh, I think, sucked into a black hole. Oh, really? Okay. I forget. what. The- <laughs> there's some reason why there's a different sun. Yeah, this it's like this game is really hard to explain outside of it is weird baseball, but it's so much. It's so addicting because it's everything moves so quickly. And you're just reading. And then, um, like you mentioned, there is a betting aspect to it. Now, this. The thing that I love most about Blazeball is there is no actual money dollars exchanged in this. It is purely fictional. And you bet coins if your favorite team wins or loses. And, and then uh, you can use those coins to buy things that like get can get you more coins or affect the rules of the game. Right, yeah. Um you can use your coins to vote on things that affect like the whole, the entire sport. Yeah, it, you can change. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. What's going on with this thing? The Sun Two first appeared during the season ten internet series between the Baltimore Crabs and the Charleston Shoe Thieves. During Game Three, the Crabs hit ten runs, and the game log then reported the Crabs accumulate ten. The sun collapses, the moon is swallowed, the black hole forms, sun two rises. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so that's the story behind sun two. Yeah, that's this whole game is, is just wild. And some of the names of some of the, the players are ju- the dumbest. The team names are the dumbest. It's it's just wonderful. Like, uh, okay, Cody, what team are you currently backing? The Seattle Garages, who's, uh, they're saying is smells like team spirit. <laughs> well, I'm a stalwart, um, fan of the Breckenridge Jazz Hands and their catchphrase, we've got winning to do just for you. <laughs> all of the, uh, the team's, um, mascots, logos, they're all em- like various emoji. That's all it is. Yeah, that's the closest to graphics there there is. Yeah, but otherwise it's all text. There's well, I'm teams on their like website right now. The Philly Pies and the Hawaii Hawaii Eye Fridays. <laughs> the Canada Moist Talkers. Now this is an Tokyo interesting one. Yeah. The Unlimited Tacos. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a city. They're just the Unlimited Tacos. They're just the Unlimited Tacos. Yeah. Hellmouth sunbeams mm-hmm. Hades Tigers yeah I know uh, um, a former guest of the show uh, Jordan Taylor her her team the Charleston shoe thieves are really really heating up the is that the mild division because the just like sports just like baseball it uh, goes into the mild and the wild divisions instead of the yeah, AL and the NL in- <laughs> They're in mild low. Mild low. Okay. This is so dumb. Which uh, the garages this... are at the top of the mild high. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Um. The jazz hands are st- right, right in the center of the uh, of the wild high uh, division subdivision of of blaze ball. It looks like the shoe thieves and the garages are playing right now as we speak. I believe they are. Let me see who's uh, the shoe thieves are oh. up six nothing. Yeah, the Currently. garages are getting stomped. 
Yeah, the garage is getting stomped by those shoe thieves. <laughs> I'll hit the ball, Sparks Beans. I get five coins if she hits the ball. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this uh, this is uh, just a fun little uh, time waster of a thing. It's at blazeball.com. It's baseball with an L after the first B. Um, the developers came up with it just as a way to kind of pass the time during COVID. So it's in season 11. So it's been around for a couple of months. And, uh, and the, the fan community is insane. That's what's really kind of taken off much. I would compare it a lot to the uh, Welcome to Night Vale fandom, kind of taking little things that have been mentioned here and there. And uh, people have expanded upon it, like made trading cards and elaborate backstories for favorite players and that sort of thing. It is kind of like if they played baseball in Night Vale, it would be baseball. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but no, this this whole kind of phenomenon is is it's it's interesting. It's cool to uh watch all this stuff. Yeah. People and go the nuts over this stuff. Actually yeah. like canonize some of the fan stuff on occasion on occasion. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a and really good video uh by People Make Games on YouTube if you're interested that explains it very, very well. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the one that you shared to uh, all of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It has that, a guy that's a very from good... uh, Sit Down Shut Up in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that was a really good video. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Blazeball. He it's... spends the entire in the entire video in like a bedazzled Dodgers uniform. <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fitting. Uh. Now we're gonna have to do blazeball updates every every week <laughs> every week we're gonna have to do a blazeball update that's right yeah <laughs> well hey josh have you been uh, checking anything out this week yeah i guess so despite having never really done it nicole started watching seinfeld <laughs> oh all right so i have sat through a few episodes of seinfeld so are you the master of your domain I'm really not sure if I get that reference. <laughs> That's too bad. Like the episodes I've seen so far was when um, George gets the busboy fired from the restaurant. Okay. I don't remember that. Uh, he goes to the busboy's house and then Kramer goes with him. Then Kramer left the apartment door open and the busboy's cat got out. And then, yeah, this sounds like a very Seinfeld thing that is yeah, happening. And then and then the busboy comes looking for George at their apartment and he's freaking out thinking the busboy is going to beat him up for getting him fired. <laughs> but then the busboy finds out the restaurant uh, caught on fire and five people died in his connection or whatever, including the busboy that replaced him. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so uh, there's that. I watched an episode where Jerry has to watch some dude's dog because he got sick on an airplane or something. I don't remember any of these. He... The, the dog's yeah. the dog's name was Marful, and it had like the most fake dog barking background sound ever. <laughs> like it sounded like it sounded like a crew member offset just making bark sounds himself. Oh, that's great. Are these uh, early series, or are they kind of? Are I they... I think yeah, I think so. Okay, because New- Newman's not even a part of it yet. Ah, uh, okay. Well, Newman wasn't in every episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, my memories of Seinfeld now, I haven't gone back and watched it in a long time, but there are some that like, I remember the highlights, like the spit. I remember the spit. I remember the Kramer. Um, yeah, the Chinese restaurant, the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. The one where they get lost in the parking garage (laughs) was was the Chinese restaurant one where they were wanting a seat they're trying to go watch a movie. Yeah, and the whole episode is just in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I watched that one. That's a good one. I watched the one where they got lost in the parking garage. And then some girl picks up George and she's like into him for like a second. But then she kicks him out of the car or something because he made some comment about a oh about Scientology and she was a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the boy in the bubble one is really good. Oh, the the one where they find out uh, Kramer's first name. 
that was a I remember that being a big deal like Cosmo yeah, that's a really that's a really late episode it is yeah it's relatively late yeah oh there was one where George was taking a uh, IQ test and uh, what's her face took it for her Elaine mm-hmm and he scores really high or something like that was that no 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 uh, well she did really bad the first time mm-hmm and then George is like oh you got like an 80 or something like that and then she took the test again and got like a 150 something mm. so what, what do you think of, of Seinfeld though I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes when it, when it has the clips of him doing his like his like stand up bits like at the beginning and the ending of the episodes or whatever I've like kind of like chuckled at some of his jokes then I'm just kind of like I'm not I'm just not sure how I feel about the show <laughs> Seinfeld course, is a sh- Sorry, um I was just going to say Seinfeld is a show that would be ruined today by cell phones and just talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of the all of the issues would be solved by a cell phone and someone just saying, "Hey, this thing happened" instead of elaborate plan and wacky hijinks. Yeah, cuz like in the Chinese restaurant episode, like George needed to use the public phone. And some guy was hogging it because George had to go call his his girlfriend or something. I can't remember. To let them know where they were or whatever. Mm. I don't know. But I was like, I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like watching. I'm like, oh my god, this is like such a relic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into a little bit of news. Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds The coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five They played the mash They played the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They played the mash It got on in a flash They played the mash they played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash Hey, we're back. That was Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett because it's 
it's October. We we gotta play it. It's a it's a tradition at this point, right? Yeah, we always play uh, Monster Mash. We gotta play Monster Mash. We gotta play Monster Mash. So uh, we have uh, some news to get into, but first, Josh has started following his first Blazeball team. Josh, who are you following? The Mexico City Wild Wings. Excellent, excellent. What's their uh, What's their current standings? Uh, well, they've their their uh, win to losses are seventeen thirty seven. Okay, so. so yeah, so not having the best year, <laughs> but. But you know what? They'll they'll turn it around in the back half of the season. I I I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> All right. So They're hey, let's second from the bottom in the wild high. Yeah. League. Yeah, I'm in the wild high. Oh, okay. So that means oh, that means uh, that means you your team and my team will will uh, play each other at some point if we yep. haven't already. Because the jazz hands are right there. The jazz hands are right there. Yeah. All right. So hey, let's get into a little bit of news. Cranky, take it to the fridge. Let's take this news to the fridge, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, let's just go from the top of our list. First up, it looks like uh, there's going to be a Willow TV series for Disney Plus. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Good news. All right, moving on. on. Is, no, yes, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I think there's no reason why why not go back to the Willow Well. Oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> I think um, a lot of streaming services are still trying to capture that uh, Game of Thrones-type hole that was left when that show went off the air, and Willow has just enough nostalgia points and just enough fantasy points that I think it could work for them. I really do. And uh, Warwick Davis is coming back. Uh, that was my next and question. So yeah, I hadn't I hadn't read the uh, news article on this one. I didn't know if uh, Warwick Davis was coming back. Is um, is uh, Mad Mardigan? Um, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is Val Kilmer coming back? Is the question. It doesn't say. Yeah, it looks like the only so far the only person coming back is Warwick Davis. Okay, well I mean that's really all you need. They could fill out the show with all sorts it's of other characters and it's a sequel series that's cool that's really cool well then yeah i'm looking forward to this uh this new willow yeah i guess um john m chu the guy who did crazy rich reasons oh i yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah i i'm aware of that the, he's directing the pilot episode okay cool and the co-showrunner is Jonathan Kasdan who wrote uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, Kasdan's done a bunch Aww. of stuff. But <laughs> I, I, we, can't, we can't say uh, just because of Solo, a Star Wars film because that... that That's true. <laughs> I believe that that was chopped up in a million different pieces. Um, I imagine the original cut of Solo was probably pretty okay. Not the best, but pretty okay. And... This show has three showrunners. There's John Chu. Okay, sure. Uh, Kazden, and Wendy Merkel from Arrow. Interesting. Okay. Well, that well, that at least sounds like they will have someone that knows how to do action on the show. Kazden's a good writer, and John M. Chu, you know, I... I haven't seen a ton of crazy rich Asians, but um, uh, I've seen it's a little bit of that. Be a film. really good movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen a little bit of it, and I've heard n- nothing bad about it. So sure, why not? Yeah, this is great. I mean, I like Willow. I, uh, I haven't seen Willow since I was in junior high, but I remember I really liked it. So same here. Yeah, I haven't seen Willow in. Over 10 years, at least. But, yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Growing up, I have been I have been called Peck more times than I can count. <laughs> and for people who maybe don't know or don't remember, Peck is a term that regular people call Willow's people. Oh, yeah. Being that all of, 
all of Willow's people were, are short. Hobbits. <laughs> basically. Basically. Yeah. basically. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered the the part where it's near the end of the movie and uh, Willow oh, one of the big things about Willow is he wants to be a magician or a wizard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they meet up with this other like good sorceress or whatever and while Willow's doing magic, he's doing being he's doing it really bad, and he actually turns the the good sorceress into a goat, and oh, she's just yeah. like, and she's just talking. She's like, "Willow, you idiot!" <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that's a good movie. I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah. Well, now you have a, now you have an excuse to go watch some more Willow, so you can get caught up in time for the uh, sequel series. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> though, though, as much as I like the Dark Crystal, I haven't really gone back and watched beyond like the first episode. Oh, really? Of, well, they uh, Age of Resistance. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, you're gonna have plenty of time. It's not like there. It's not like an ongoing show at this point. They're <laughs> they're kind of done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey. Speaking of uh, streaming apps and watching things on them, there's uh, no. Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown this year on uh, on regular television because it is exclusive to Apple TV this season. What? Apple's got the rights to those peanuts. Yeah, that's and there's something about it that doesn't feel right. Yeah, I feel like that's like a monopoly on like holiday fun. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe not that so much. Yeah, a little bit of that, but also. It seems like it was, it is incongruous with the original intent of Charles Schultz's creations. Like, he wanted people to enjoy his stuff. And by taking it off of uh, regular television and putting it behind a paywall, just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. They are letting you watch it for free during some time period. Uh, I forget what it is. it was actually a fairly generous amount of time. Oh, well, that's good at least. That's that's better than nothing, I suppose. But still, it just doesn't it doesn't feel right. Although I guess it makes sense that there's less and less people who have cable, so they would have to do something to get it onto it, a, a streaming service. But <laughs> you know, why my opinion you? on it um, is a uh, buy a DVD, boomer. Yeah, yeah. Now the but question Apple owns it, not Disney. Yeah, that's yep. <laughs> now the question is, what will they do with uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas? I think they already said they're going to do the same thing. Going to do the same thing. Darn it! That's yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I mean, I think I have a DVD of it somewhere, but still, <laughs> that's that's a bummer. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it is, and it is a holiday classic, but, like, also, do kids these days even know who the Peanuts are? (sighs) No, and that makes me sad. (laughs) Actually, like, the way those are paced, I have a hard time thinking a kid would sit through it and enjoy it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It doesn't move quite as quickly as... Anything contemporary. (laughs) Fortnite. Well, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, if they wanted to, if if they want kids to know what Charlie Brown is, they'll they'll put a a Fortnite. Charlie Brown in Fortnite. Put a Charlie Brown skin in Fortnite, have Charlie Brown do the Fortnite dance. Oh, God. You could do the Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah, I could do the Charlie Brown. (laughs) Well, I was thinking that uh, weird dance that Shermie does uh, during the. Yeah, the Peanuts dance break scene in uh, Charlie oh, Brown Christmas. Yeah. yeah, they they should just play it in Fortnite. Play the specials in Fortnite. There you go. They've we done stuff it. like that before, haven't they? They've had like movie nights <laughs> yeah. in Fortnite. It can be done. Although uh, Apple and Epic don't exactly uh, get along. Well, that's that is true. That is very <laughs> true. That's currently kind of a thing. Although you know, we haven't heard much in the way of any kind of response to that here recently. I wonder how that's going. I know they've both said they don't want to go to court. Like they don't want to take it to trial, 
but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, weird. That's that's the last thing I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so other... Let's keep going with the streaming uh, TV show stuff. Um, well, there's a uh, trailer for The Christmas Chronicles 2. Uh, Christmas Chronicles uh, 1 was uh, released... Was it last year? It was released last year, yep. right? It was last and year. It was, it was two years. Two years? Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Well, Kurt yeah. Russell... It was the one where Kurt Russell was... Was Santa Claus. Santa Claus? He was, yeah, he was gruff Santa Claus man, and hot Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and they've they they're bringing it back. They they took a year off. They're bringing it back, and Goldie Hawn's in this one, right? She's Mrs. Claus. Yes, she was. She had a cameo in the first one, and now she's full on involved. That's I support this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? Um. I don't remember watching all of Christmas Chronicle. I think it was one of the ones that I started and then just kind of started doing something else and didn't finish for whatever reason. But it's one that I've been wanting to go back to. And now that there's going to be a second one, yeah, I'm I'm all for this. I yeah, give me some of that bad Christmas movie stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's, it was the best kind of fun Christmas trash. <laughs> oh, Christmas trash. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Not quite to the level of a of the Christmas Prince or a Night Before Christmas night, as in K N I G H T, the ones that uh, <laughs> uh, the romant the, the Christmas romantic comedy Netflix exclusives that ape off of Hall- uh, Hallmark's Christmas movies and are just just trash fires, wonderful really trash liked, fires. Uh, like you want to talk about like Christmas movies that Netflix did recently? I really liked that Klaus movie. Yeah, that was good. Klaus was, was really legitimately well good. Yeah, that one was well animated. That was really, really good. I did like that one. But I'm talking like the ones that you that you watch and go, ooh, I feel gross for watching this, but I'm watching it anyway. <laughs> this is this is poor. This is a cash grab in every every rich way, but I love it. Just give me the garbage. But yeah, Christmas Chronicle. Two. Why not? I mean, I I heard it's alright. My sister was my sister ranted about the uh, the first one. I've heard it was, no- it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to go back to it, but the first 15 20 minutes of it that I watched the other day or um, the last time I watched it, it seemed good. I liked it. Santa has a big musical number when he's in prison. <laughs> I didn't get that and far. I refuse to I refuse to elaborate. <laughs> Good, fine. I'll I'll have to dig into it. Okay, more streaming television news. Animaniacs put out their second trailer. And let, in case you didn't know, they Hulu has revived Animaniacs, the animated series that I think we all grew up with here on the show and uh, have very fond it, memories of. I mean, it it molded a lot of my humor. Oh, same here. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those. And some of those jokes that they would tell, they were so, they were so old. (laughs) Like they were, they were making like Catskills level old vaudeville joke stuff and referencing actors from the forties and fifties, but it all worked and it was all wonderful. It was, well, they also made a lot of like at the time, modern jokes. Yeah. Like, current event pop culture jokes oh yeah well that too and the trailer that they just released for this uh definitely has more of that i it it actually brought a little bit of a tear to my eye watching it because it just it's just more animaniacs they're they're changing up the animation style just they're tweaking it very slightly to differentiate it from the original but it looks like animaniacs with the exception of, you know, the voice actors being, what, 20 years older than they were? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it looks just a smidge cheaper. Just a hair. But but the original Animaniacs was incredibly expensive. It was, yeah. It was almost prohibitively expensive at times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the voice acting, uh, they sound pretty as... Well, they, they got all three of the original act- actors back. And they sound as close as they're going to get with the actors being 20 years older than they were when they originated the role. Like Dodd doesn't sound 100%. Yakko doesn't sound 100%. But it's very, very, very close. 
and that's good. I, and P- I thought the second trailer was a lot better than the first one. Oh, I agree. The first one was parodying a movie that is as old as Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> which seemed weird. <laughs> but it the parody worked. The Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was really funny. It was a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> the Jurassic Park... <laughs> Yeah. yeah that was great that was a really good one um but no they bring they're bringing back pinky and the brain in this and that's fantastic yeah, it makes it makes me yeah, wonder it makes if they'll me bring wonder back, yeah uh, i was gonna say i wonder if they're, if they're gonna bring back the other side characters like mindy and buttons mindy and buttons sure minerva mink no uh, no she, they're not gonna she, bring back they she went to prison she went she went to yeah well listen if there was ever a time for minerva mink to come back 2020 is it let's face it i think as a culture we're ready for minerva make we weren't ready 20 years ago i think i think you're right i, I think, think we're ready now fly better now <laughs> yeah yeah but uh uh slappy squirrel and the good feathers like what kid is going to get a good fellas joke <laughs> about pigeons but it's gonna That's be there true. I just hope they don't bring back the uh, the one that sings um, the the singing dog and cat. Rita and Runt. Rita and Runt. I never liked Rita and Runt. I never liked Rita, Rita and sing, Runt. Sings show tunes and Runt is like a Rain Man parody. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of it. But uh, but no, give me give me uh, give me good idea, bad idea. I hope they bring back the uh, wheel of morality, like. Just everything. You think they'll do uh, where uh, Yakko sings like uh, some song about something? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Teach just about the, you know, all the the countries of the world. Oh, you can't get (laughs) Rob Paulson to not sing that song. At every con he goes to, that is like he's memorized and he has an updated version of countries of the world that he does at cons now with the new... um, new countries and country name changes and that sort of thing. I think it's fresh as of a couple years ago. It's, it's on the internet. It's like, there's con footage, like plenty of con footage on YouTube of it, but I guarantee he is going to do his updated version of countries of the world. It's, (laughs) but no, I just, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait for more animaniacs and it's on Hulu, which is great. It's easily accessible. It's weird that the Warner Brothers and their sister are on a Disney platform, but... uh. Well, was this decided before... Well, no, I guess Hulu was always a Disney thing, wasn't it? No, it was, I think, Fox owned a large portion of it. Okay, well, that would explain part of it then, because even though it's a Warner Brothers thing, Animaniacs was on Fox Afternoons, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's so they have at least some stake in it. Well, I think they were on the WB there for a while. They were all well, yeah, yeah, they were on the WB. Speaking of things that were on the WB, um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys remember Static Shock? Oh no. yeah. <laughs> okay, so for folks who don't remember, Static Shock was it's a well, it was originally a comic book. It was uh, turned into a. Um, animated series that is was kind of grandfathered into the Batman the animated series universe um, yeah, the Bruce, Bruce like Timiverse. retroactively but it was uh, based on a character from Milestone Comics Milestone Comics was uh, a subsect of DC Comics where a lot of original characters were created that were um, minority led a lot of uh, African American characters a lot of uh, Asian characters, uh, ver- you know, various uh, non-white uh, superheroes in this um, imprint for DC Comics. It was run by a guy named Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, Static Shock, the animated series, was... He's a lot like if Spider-Man were a... Uh, had electric powers instead of spider powers. He's very quippy. He's uh, a teen hero that had to balance going to school while also dealing with superhero stuff while also dealing with like inner city gang type stuff because the uh, comic and 
to a lesser extent, the show was very, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It was very uh, conscience, conscious of yes. um, real world kind of issues. And uh, Michael B. Jordan, the actor, is involved with a revival of Static Shock in movie form in some capacity. I don't know. He's like producing it, right? At the very least. Yes, I think. Yeah, because I think he might be too old to play the character as written unless they age up the character. But I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I hope... um, at the very I feel least, like that defeats the purpose. It really, it would. Yeah, they would. They would be better off doing something like, um, what's that guy name? Guy's name Icon, who was the uh, Superman analog, would be if they wanted to do like an adult uh, African American um, hero in a movie. But Static Shock really kind of needs to be a teen. And Marvel movies like Spider Man Homecoming has shown that. You can have a teen hero that looks and acts like a teen be insanely popular. And I'm for this. I'm for this project. I don't know if it's going to go any further than just rumor mill at this point, but sure. Why not? What do you guys I think? Mean, I watched I watched a lot of Static Shock. I liked it a lot. And then when they eventually did the crossover episode with the Justice League. Yeah. And then they... Uh, they did a, a couple of crossover episodes yeah. with Justice League, and then there was a uh, a couple where Green Lantern and Hawk Hawkwoman get trapped in the future, and and uh, older like in his late forties, early fifties, Static is a member of the Justice League. Yeah, he's a member of the Justice League with the Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond Batman. Right. Yep, that's correct. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, retroactively, kind of in with those characters also the comics uh milestone comics about oh geez i want to say almost 10 years ago they were folded into main continuity for dc comics so static is out there so they're still doing stuff with the character he shows up in teen titans every now and then but yeah i'm i'm for this project why not if it if it brings the character kind of back to light awesome yeah because i feel like you know, other than comic fans or people who grew up in that era of animated shows like we did, probably don't really know who Static Shock is. And, and I feel like it'd be good, be good for representation. Yeah, it would be really good for representation. I think uh, showing, well, between Spider-Man showing that uh, teenage heroes can be relatable to a uh, superhero show, uh, superhero movie audience, and Black Panther showing that they're that there really is a need for uh, that type of representation in these movies. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making my point clear enough. I, I just think this is a good project so you, and I think, you handle, good. yeah, you handle it. Yeah. Okay, good, good. All right. Uh, I was looking into who owned Hulu when, and it is very complicated. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> There is a bar graph over time with percentages of what company owns how much it is it is insane. Oh man. <laughs> and now and now Disney just owns the whole thing. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I'm guessing the uh Animaniacs deal was done before the Disney deal. And that's why it's there. Would be my guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now Disney Disney owns sixty seven percent, and Comcast owns the rest. Oh, okay, because I bet if Disney if the Disney deal didn't go in before this, uh, Animaniacs would be going to HBO now instead of Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they thought maybe it would be I don't know more accessible on Hulu than HBO. Eh, yes and no, but. HBO, they they've been putting a lot of stuff on there. They've been, I mean, I'm never oh, going to buy it because I don't, you know, I don't watch enough TV to justify having a a million different subscription subscription th- <laughs> to things. But you know, they've added some stuff like the new Doom Patrols over there, uh, Harley Quinns over there. We have uh, HBO uh, Max and we use it all the time. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tell you, uh, if I were to add one more. 
like paid subscription service, uh, it would be HBO Max, probably. Well, I know they have the new Avenger, the new Adventure Time show. Oh yeah, yeah. Rick and Morty stuff's going over there. Mm. I mean, there's this. I mean, they just kind of scooped in and just like yeah. grabbed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. They got uh, Lovecraft Country is really good, and it's uh, it's on their day and date with HBO. Uh, all, all the Craig of the Creek you could ever want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Craig of the Creek, good show. Yeah. It is. It is. It's a great show. <laughs> all right. Hey, we are getting really close to time, but I want to hit a couple more really quick things. Um, AOC, the uh, uh, politician, uh, Alexandria. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez? Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. Uh, She set up a uh, Twitch account and streamed with a bunch of um, YouTubers and Twitch streamers the other night to help promote uh, going out and voting. She played Among Us. She was terrible at it because she's a terrible liar, which I guess is good you know, for being a, <laughs> yeah, politician, for a politician, I suppose. But, and I watched the stream for, I watched it for over an hour because I was interested in seeing how, how it went. It had a rocky start, a very rocky start, but it, it got, it was fun. It was kind of cool. And it was kind of interesting to see a, um, someone from kind of the political realm kind of let down the facade a little bit and be relatable. And, it was interesting. It was kind of an interesting experiment. I don't know if she's going to be planning on doing more of this kind of stuff. I know she's she plays a lot of video games. Like, she's big into um, League of Legends, I believe. Yeah, she's talked about that before. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah, that was another big one. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of... It's interesting and weird. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it, but it was... It's an it's a cool first step, I guess. It's cool to see somebody in politics make themselves that accessible. Yeah. Like usually when you see like a town hall thing, they're so controlled. Oh yeah. Yeah. It makes and, me like they know what be and they only let certain people in like like Ken Bone. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't. But uh anyway. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's it just kind of makes me wonder where the future of politics will go. Will we see a gamer president or a gamer high, <laughs> like high political office sometime in our lifetime? Will we see a town hall or a debate broadcast over Twitch fielding or questions in from Fortnite. the in, inside <laughs> Fortnite? It, you know it would get a lot of eyes would get on it. It would be an interesting gimmick. Yeah. I've seen a lot of websites say, you know, this is the future of politics and I can't say they're wrong. Like it's very, seems very possible. Yeah. It seems very, very possible. Um, okay. So a couple other things, fast and the furious is going to be ending after two more movies and also two more spinoffs. So, Four more movies totaling, well, 11 mainline and up to 15, including the spinoffs. <laughs> so, no, 16, 16, because there was one movie that was retroactively added in to it because one of the characters, Han, is from another movie that Justin Lin you like directed before getting into the Fast and the Furious movies. But... Yeah, so 16 movies? That's more than a Star Wars, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they had a good run. They they had a good run. It's it's no MCU, but uh it's it's close. It's close. You know they're just going to reboot it and start it over. Oh yeah, right they'll, after this. they'll they'll re- yeah, they'll reboot it and do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right. It's all about family. It, it the move it's all about family. Family. It is. Yeah. And last thing I want to mention, and only because you guys aren't physically in the studio with me, so you can't flip on and off the light. So 
I have the power, the power rangers, oh, no. that is. Yeah. You no, have the muscle, the muscles. I and have the, the power. muscles and the power to talk about this. Uh, there was, there's not a whole lot of news with this. Uh, Hasbro announced that concurrent with the um, mainline Power Rangers um, continuity, which is in uh, Beast Morphers, I think is what the, the newest season is. I on, admittedly haven't yeah. watched a whole lot of it. It looks kind of interesting, but along with that, that is definitely more on the kitty side of things. Like it's a uh, young uh, under 10 show. Um, they are going to be doing a, a series of movies and a television series or streaming series. That is for um, uh, late teens and adults. So slightly upping the age range and it is being helmed by a guy named Jonathan Endwitzel, who has done a couple of different streaming shows. Uh, this, uh, notably, I Am Not Okay With This and End of the Effing World, which is something that I believe we talked about on the show uh, a yeah, while the, back. I, I'm Not Okay With This was is pretty good. Yeah. And then they canceled it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, he's going to be uh, directing uh, the a film and then show running a um, tie-in series based in the Power Rangers universe. So I'm guessing it's going to be all original film stuff. I'm guessing that's probably also going to draw heavily from the comics if, unless they're doing something completely original. If they're going to pull from anything, they're going to pull from the comics because the comics kind of already skew more towards the more adult, I, I, not really adult, but more tonally serious and also modernized uh, the original Mighty Morphin team because they always seem to want to go back to that well. <laughs> yeah. But but no, interesting stuff. I think that Hasbro has the right idea by splitting things into a more child version of the, sh- of the series that will be ongoing and a more adult version not really adult but you know what i mean kind of more grown up version of the series for the older fans that way they don't have to keep trying to straddle the line between oh fans are being saying that it's too kitty but then the kids don't buy the toys because it's more too adult and stuff like that and back and forth splitting it is probably the best way that they can do things and i'm interested in seeing how they where they go with it well most of the power ranger toys that have been coming out have been adult collector style the lightning yeah the lightning collection is a lot of adult for the adult collector but they still put out um the cheaper figs for uh for kids they still put out the zords for kids but yeah i will say and the and the uh playable uh weaponry for kids like nerf guns and swords and stuff but yeah i would say a lot of the uh, meat and potatoes is of the adult collector and most of it is uh, Mighty Morphin, although there there have been some other seasons thrown in there, like more iconic like, stuff, I guess. Some, some of the lightning stuff is kind of cool, but I think I still like the uh, the legacy collection stuff a little better. I actually like the the lightning collection a little more. I think they are designed to look a little slightly more realistic. Like there are actual creases in like the. Um, it almost looks like they're wearing a uniform instead of just a bo- a blank bodysuit that is painted one color and yeah. the uh head sculpts they have uh, swappable heads where one is a helmet and one is the uh actor and they are batting about 65 to 70% on likeness the trini the kim the jason figs look exactly like the actors who portrayed them the uh zach and billy maybe not as much but they're close enough, I guess. But uh, yeah, I was I, I was more meaning like the, the like the come on, cranky, and, take it to the fridge. Oh shoot, I accidentally hit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, whoops. <laughs> I think that's a sign. I think I think that's a sign that I that we have. <laughs> I hit the Power Rangers button on myself apparently. <laughs> So wow. we'll have- I can't believe I can't believe you just Kanye'd me. I did. I am sorry about that. I am sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Finish your thought, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, I was talking about more like like 
the Zord collectibles and the prop collectibles. Oh, yeah. No, I would never spend that kind of money on those things. No, not what they're asking. Never in a million well, years. No, like, like in comparison between like the lightning collection and the legacy collection. Oh, yeah. OK, sure. No, I definitely see. I see what you mean. But no, I would I wouldn't buy either one because they're like a couple hundred dollars and that's never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, now. No. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I've seen some like the lightning props and they're not bad they're not bad like, they're, they're not bad displays and stuff mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of plastic in those yeah versus the legacy collection stuff was all like die cast yeah yeah all that's right that's just well, my thought on it yeah come <laughs> on cranky take it to the fridge <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right man. so yeah so okay i guess we've hit time so let's go ahead and wrap things up you've been listening to nerd overload thank you very much for tuning in you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff.nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and leave us a voicemail at 586-372-8020. Uh, tell us your favorite Animaniac side character. Uh, you can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. And, uh, yeah, I believe that's it. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out.